Hey, folks, we've uh, we've got a new studio, as you can tell. We've uh, signed a limited contract with, with British, British Petroleum. Government. No, BP. British Petroleum. Oh, okay. Which I, I, I thought it said BG for British government. No, no, BP. BP. You'll be seeing you'll be seeing a lot more from us. Watch the oil space because somebody's got to take their money. We're the newest oil influencers. Yes, we are. Uh, like I said, watch this space because there is more coming. But uh, yeah, no, this is our new studio that they paid for. <laughs> And uh, those sweet, sweet oil dividends. Business is good in the oil industry. Business is good. And we are, we are here in support of their new green initiatives. Like what? What's their, what's their big know, one? Uh, Oil-powered bikes. Oh, yeah. Um, the green initiative. Walkways, trees. All powered by oil. Yeah. I mean, can, what can't it do? It's re- it really is used for everything. The, your your precious Nalgene bottle made with petroleum products. Fuck. Yeah, did you think about that? Did you ever think about that? What's huh? a what's a green water bottle I could get? Uh, <laughs> I could just start carrying it in reusable bags. <laughs> Plastic bags? Yeah, like yeah, I, but that's made with petroleum also. But at least it's reusable. Yeah, I mean, this just goes back to the age old problem of the the burden falling on us, the consumer, the humble consumer. Instead of sure, the, but we're gonna address that with our new BP money. Yeah, the BP money, man, I'll it is what, flowing is, like oil. What we got to get a studio? I think this is nice. Yeah, well, I mean, we do have a studio. This one <laughs> that's brought to you by, brought yeah, to you by, uh, BP. Let's tell them what we're really doing here. We're in London. We're in London for doing a, a, doing a live show. Yeah, and in order to keep it keep the content coming to you, we've taken this BP money. <laughs> <laughs> They flew us out here. They insisted. They, um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to get too, for the audio listener, uh, we're in, we're in like a, I'm very corner. Yeah. We're, we're, it's very corner centric and we're, it's so comfortable and cozy. You guys have no idea. This, this table is made out of like squishy felt. This wood is really nice. They got a great TV in here. I wish the audio listener could see it, but they can't. So they just got to fucking suck it up as usual. If you're on a run or a walk or a jog or driving in your car, give us a honk of the horn. <laughs> Open up that YouTube app. Open up do that both. YouTube app. Watch it while you're driving. Watch it, it while you're running. Yeah, watch it while you're driving. If you're driving a Tesla, you can do it. You can do it. Why? Because oh, they yeah, got yeah, full got, self-driving. Yeah, yeah. It works. Mm. Yeah. Well, we got a lot coming to you today. We're, we're going to be talking about... How housing is more affordable than ever. Oh yeah, things are getting really good if you're in the market for a house. Things are getting so good. We're we're going to be talking about uh, vibes out there, kind of a a, a bit of a continuation. We're going to be continuing a little bit. the vibes talk a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I mean, because everything is essentially about vibes, uh, and and these California these tech nerds who are they're gonna they're doing God's work. They're gonna save us all. They're gonna they're gonna solve all of our problems. I believe that they can save us all. Do you? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um well we'll find Chamath out. Palahapatia, he's uh he's the man in the arena. He's gonna have you been following that by the no. way? I saw I saw Jason post something. Chamath he he did the AI face and he put it on Daniel Craig. James Bond. Yeah. yeah. Um by the way, I just have to do a quick aside. I did not know you know Rachel Weiss and Daniel Craig are together. Sure. She left her husband, Darren Aronofsky, Darren Aronofsky for James Bond. Mm-hmm. As a, as as a, I, I, that hurts my soul. 
Why? Because you Darren Aronofsky, it's like, oh man, my hot, hot wife left me for James Bond. I mean, he was, how do you recover from that? He seemed to recover just fine. I believe he was. Uh... He that he was coping. I assure you, he was coping. <laughs> he was like, you do not get over Rachel Vice leaving your sorry Jewish ass for it's okay. Okay, I, I, you you don't get over that for James Bond. Aryan like, ass. I'm gonna, make James a, Bond? I'm, make, I'm gonna make a bad movie about this young woman I'm sleeping and call it Mother. I never saw it. I never saw it either. Yeah. Um, oh, God, what a caveat. What, what? What? How did we get there? What were we just... Jason Calacanis. Oh, yeah, yeah. Chimoth. So Chamath, if you haven't been following along, Chamath Palihapitiya, the, the granddaddy of the Special Purpose Acquisition Corporations, uh, SPACs that were all the rage in 2020 and 21, um, who fleeced so many retail traders by just... He was... He was saying that he's like, the, I'm the next Warren Buffett. I'm investing in all these companies like Virgin Galactic and SoFi and Clover Health and all these other, a handful of other um, SPACs that he helped bring public. And he basically just cleaned up. He made hundreds of millions of dollars for doing nothing, yeah. for just attaching his name, liquidated his entire positions, just dumped the bag on retail holders. Oh, they were doing that with crypto too. They were getting uh, like initial coin offerings with, uh, oh yeah, Solano, and then yes. like joking about being. Did like, you just call it Solano? Jeez, <laughs> I do it dude. every time. It's Solana, isn't it? No, I don't know. No, it's Solana for sure. But and then just fully bragging about being like, oh yeah, we. I sold them. that. What? <laughs> well, so some some random Twitter guy tweeted him and gave him shit for it, and Chamath said, basically just said like, "Fuck you, I I didn't tell you what to do. Like the fact that you followed me." It's your responsibility. And then he said, I'm just a man in the arena. I'm I'm in the arena. I'm the I'm, arena of investing? Yes. And people were making fun of him because uh he posted a selfie one time in a full length mirror of him wearing uh his his little basketball shorts and his running shoes and he's just got chicken legs and it was really funny. People are just knocking the guy, being like, man, oh, I'd be scared to death seeing this guy's legs coming at me in the arena. Um, oh, I thought he was actually going to... I thought he was pulling a Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg. I thought he would challenge him to Oh, fight. no, no, no. He was just saying, hey, give me a break. I'm just... I'm just another investor guy, but I'm in the arena. I'm doing work. I'm doing things. And... Do you consider yourself in the arena? <laughs> I don't know. If anything, I'm like, <laughs> I like if, that if, if I'm in the arena, I'm like the guy cleaning the urinals. Mm, I and see that for you, man. I speaking of that's just, every time I go to like a baseball game or any kind of big event or like an airport, and there's just every urinal. Just I don't know what it is about men, but there's just always a puddle of piss below the urinal. I don't know. You don't notice that? I, I do notice there's piss everywhere, but yeah, I, I always kind of assumed it was a uh, plumbing problem. Pubes, like ugh. yeah, you're obsessed with the pubes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> You've talked about the pubes every time. You see, every time you see a public toilet with a pube, you get pube. <laughs> just like not again. Uh, but wait, wait, speaking of an arena, yeah, we'll talk. So about that it. that'd be me in the in arena. But what? Speaking of arenas, what? I was going to tell you how I was in the. Um, in the bull uh, in the bullfighting ring in in Barcelona, well, you went to a bullfight. No, no, I didn't go to a bullfight. Oh. I went to the like bullfighting arena. Got it. But I'll, uh, let's talk about it in the in the bonus episode. Okay, yeah, because we don't we, we this otherwise just becomes a two guys in a mic podcast. I wish Mike was here. 
<laughs> That'd be a great name for a podcast with two guys and a third oh guy named Mike. Two guys and a mic. Oh, man. Also, there's no podcast where it's two guys and one mic. That's ridiculous. That's impractical. That'd be a horrible show. Yeah, it'd be terrible. Jeez, we'd be just, just kicking it back and forth. Bruce Springsteen and little Steven Van Zant the whole time. That's a very specific <laughs> How long reference. have we been at this? I, I don't even know. Oh, I don't know if we have a timer. Yeah, we don't have a timer. But- oh, we have a, we have a lovely um, guest producer- Hector on the ones and twos. Yeah, hit, hit that hit that sound effect. Give us doo, a doo, doo, doo. Yeah, he probably did. He's a little shy. <laughs> he probably did. Uh, wait, Hector, how long have we been at this? Uh, in episode nine. Jesus no, Christ! No. Okay, let's get into it, man. We got to get into this. We got to fire this off. Okay, so um, <laughs> more Americans are ending up homeless at a record rate. Well, so look, we want to talk about the vibes. The vibes are uh, last week. If you missed it. The lovely Kyla Scanlon, the most requested guest, was back on the yes. show. And we were talking about how, you know, there's a lot of economic data pointing to things are actually getting a lot better. But people still feel bad about the economy. And, you know, we were talking about, <clears throat> well, there's all these stats that maybe suggest that things are not so good for Americans. Uh, and in the, in you know, in the time since we recorded that, there's been a lot of data coming out about home ownership, home affordability, mm-hmm. and homelessness. Uh, and I mean, yeah, one of the biggest ones was uh, the Wall Street Journal did a report on homelessness is a, like there's a record rise in homelessness right now. So they, you know, the data so far this year, um, homelessness is up roughly 11% from 2022, a sharp Jesus. jump that would represent by far the biggest recorded increase since the government started tracking comparable numbers in 2007. The next highest increase was a 2.7% jump in 2019. So, Jeez. yeah, pretty, <laughs> pretty And it, the majority of that is older, really? older Americans, right? I don't know. I believe it is. Oh, I believe okay. it's, it's people at or near retirement age. Okay. Which is doubly concerning. Right. So, <clears throat> and this is all, uh, you know, with the, the, the problem here is the high housing costs. And there was a big report in Bloomberg about um, while this is happening, U.S. housing affordability has hit an all-time low. So it's harder than ever to afford a, afford a home. They're talking about, you know, buying a house in the U.S. has become a luxury a Redfin report released Friday shows the medium home, median home mortgage payment in the U.S. hit $2,605 a month in July, up, ready for this, Nine, 19% from a year ago, yeah. and the most expensive ever. Yeah, so mortgages, I mean, mortgage rates just hit 7.09%, so it's more expensive than ever to get a mortgage. You've got a bunch of people who secured mortgages at those historically low rates that we that they enjoyed uh just a couple of years ago of like 3% and under. <clears throat> so if you're those people, obviously you don't want to sell your house because then right, you got to so, get another mortgage at, at triple the, uh, almost triple the, nah, eh, a little over double the amount. So you're not going to do that. And then you've got. Oh man. I mean, when you're talking about the, they, so they did a breakdown in the wall street journal about like, they gave a little example about, you know, how much these, um, interest rate spikes are going to impact how much you'll be spending. <clears throat> so they say, take a borrower who buys a, buys a five hundred thousand dollar house with a twenty percent down payment rate. 
With a 4% mortgage rate, that person can expect to pay about $290,000 in interest over 30 years for their $400,000 loan, according mm-hmm. to a mortgage calculator by Bankrate.com. With a 7% mortgage rate, the borrower could pay about $560,000 in interest. Jesus Christ. Just in interest. Mortgages are set. That's why I never... Uh, oh, they say... Listen, never- folks, I could have <laughs> bought a house a couple years ago, and oh, I didn't. Oh, here comes Ben's bragging hour. I mean, back when I had a, a, enough money to put down a down payment. <laughs> no, I know. I, I remember being so pissed because you told me after the fact, and I remember you said the place had a like ADU. It had. It was a. It was a and duplex. I was like, Dude, I would have lived in your it was, ADU. Yeah, it was a two bedroom on top, a two bedroom on bottom, and then like a pool house. And I just thought that's too scary. I don't know how to buy a house. I don't know what to do. It has to be perfect, and it wasn't perfect. And I, it was like, dude, it would have been perfect. Me in the pool house. I have such pool house energy. You do have major. I know a guy who lives in a pool house. That's what I great. want. Yeah, you do have major pool house. Is that house still on the market? Uh, no, I, I think it's it's almost doubled in value. So, do I want to jump off a cliff? Yes. Yeah. Will I? No, I'm too scared. <laughs> but so, in what's also hurting that, or, or obviously a detriment to housing is um, supply. Is obviously right. Houses are in short supply, so you've been seeing building housing housing uh, construction stocks are on the rise. Uh, I believe Warren Buffett just took a big stake in. I want to say DHI. I think is the ticker uh, uh, a home builder um, stock. Man, I just saw this one. I think it's VRS was the ticker symbol. It's like a $6,000 a share. It's one of those ones that just never did a split. Yeah. It just blew my mind. It's just one of those ones where you're like, I've never heard of this stock, and yet it's just been on a fucking... Do they have fucking... a huge market cap? No, it's like $20 billion. But still. And then, so what else is leading to it? This housing crisis. Say it with me. Airbnb. Airbnb. Man, I... So that's that's one thing that pisses me off so much is how... Airbnb has it's it's contributed so much to this shitty housing situation uh, like Austin is a great example Austin Texas mm-hmm. you look at a map of like downtown Austin and there's so many fucking Airbnbs and I wonder where we'd be if Airbnb did not exist my favorite thing is when I'm at a party and a guy explains to me how he's investing his money and he makes it seem like it's like the craziest thing ever. He's just like, yeah, <laughs> I, I buy the house and then I rent it on Airbnb and they pay my mortgage. I'm like, no, I get how it works, dude. I saw, I saw this. Uh, it it reminds me of the um, the build up to the housing crisis where they were just like repackaging and repackaging packages of repackaged mortgages and just selling those and just it was like a nesting doll kind of situation. You can. If you can't afford to buy a house yourself, anecdotally, I, I just this is just something that I saw that another one of these hustle culture guys was touting. Oh, is it where you go in with a group of people? Not even. Oh, you just you just you can list a property on behalf of the of the owner. Just say like, "Hey, you own this home. I'll put it on Airbnb for you." For which I will take like a twenty percent commission, oh, and then you, if you do that like five times, you're making hundred and forty thousand dollars a year. Blah, 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 just I think that's just TikTok bullshit. Uh, 
Another route you could go, this is huge, okay? This is, a lot of people say we're just doom and gloom. Uh-huh. But I've got oh, some, by the way, we're not going to be all doom and gloom this Oh, episode. I know. We've got some, there's some big stuff coming. But this one also, a lot of people might not have th- thought about this. What? Just have, have rich parents. <laughs> yeah, For, did you ever think about trying that? So Forbes had a funny, they called it Nepo homebuyers. The, about forty percent of of uh, of home buyers in their th- young home buyers, people in their thirties and uh, under, are are using family money for a down payment. Forty percent, uh, nearly forty percent. I think, but it doesn't uh, specify just how much. Thirty eight percent of recent home buyers under age thirty used either a cash gift from a family member or an inheritance in order to afford their down payment. They're not saying how much, but yeah, I mean, either way. Also, I can't hear on, 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 on a half a million dollar house. You're talking about. 20% down, 100 grand. Yeah, I would take it. Yeah, I'm not blaming anyone who did it. Yeah. I mean, it is, I, I'm almost positive that every person I know my age who owns a home received. Really? I, like, I, when I was reading this, I was like. Oh, yeah, I going know this through, Name them. Call them out right now. Uh, who? They readily admit, they're like. Yeah. Because I'm like, damn, how'd you, and they're like, because of. Yeah, my family helped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I it's, don't. I, I mean, it's just impo- uh, who, who who among who, us who who among us living in New York City, L.A., high cost of living areas, is saving hundreds of thousands of dollars? Uh, certainly not. I said the fly. Well, yeah, at one point you did. I, I could did. have been your fucking pool house. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was really nice. It was. I remember distinctly thinking I could sunbathe in the nude out here, and nobody could see me. It was that secluded. Well, the, I would it, see it was like in the hills of Eagle Rock. From the pool house. Yeah, you could see me. You wouldn't even need binoculars. You'd just be right there. You'd be <laughs> naked, too. I'd invite you out. Come on, buddy. Uh, I saw. I did see on TikTok this woman was um, touting the most... She, she said it was the most affordable housing market in America, and it was upstate New York. And there was like this three-bedroom, two-bath house, beautiful house built in the 1880s. So you know it's just loaded with ghosts. Mm. And it's on like 5,000 square feet plot of land. $99,000. Whoa. And I thought, hot diggity damn, I could buy that. And then I'd just do nothing with it. Do nothing? I'd Airbnb it. No and have them pay my mortgage. And then, uh, yeah, I mean... Oh, you're Airbnb... 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 Airbnb it as a uh, spooky haunted. Ooh, spooky come have a house. spooky. Come yeah. have a spooky experience. Come have a spooky experience. Yeah, that, that's a good idea. And people are giving you one star reviews like nothing spooky happened. Spooky B and B. So then you start upping your game. You're going over while people are there rattling. Stuff. Oh yeah, turn it off. Did you ever see the? Okay, man, I swear to God, I can't get through a single episode without referencing a TikTok. There's this great. It's so good. It's totally me energy. Guys in his basement. And he's got the just the main power thing to the house, and the cap- no he like he just that. well it's like it, or sure. maybe he's just in front of the fuse yeah, box. Yeah, yeah. But he goes, my teenage daughter is upstairs in the living room sleepover, uh, playing on a Ouija board with her friends, and he like turns off the lights, and you just hear these little girls scream. <laughs> and then he turns it back on, <laughs> he turns it off, and you hear him scream again. It's so good. Ugh. Thank you for sharing that with me, Ben. You're welcome. That was really but nice. It it does remind me of like um I wonder if housing markets that were totally decimated, like in Detroit, for example, are ever gonna come back. Because there's like full on just abandoned houses 
or 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 ones that have been foreclosed on that you can buy. I don't know if you still can for like fifteen thousand dollars. That was a long time ago. I don't think that's. Yeah. The, I don't think that's. The case now they're all like craft breweries and and coffee shops yeah. and Tat- like, tattoo and coffee shops. Yeah, leather apron stores. <laughs> you can go buy a fucking leather apron. Yeah, I, th- those kind of stores like they exist in downtown Los Angeles. You'll drive past and you'll see like we only make craft shirts for crafts people. It's like okay, who who are they? How are they buying enough leather aprons for you to afford the $8,000 a month in rent that you're paying and be able to, I just don't. There's a lot of shops in cities where I'm just like, who? Yes. You go on owl mode. You're just going, who, 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 who? <laughs> it, it drives me, it nuts me drivel, man. It nuts you drivel. It nuts me drivel. Well, so one solution to this housing crisis, and as we know, perhaps the worst place in America for it is the Bay Area. Uh, there are some Silicon Valley guys who have their own solution. They are they are going the what what is it the 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 market will will take care of it. The, oh yeah, the free market. The free gonna, market. Yeah, the free market's going to fix it. Uh, <clears throat> the free market, man. I, I don't know. It's a pretty expensive market, if you ask me. There's nothing free about market. it. What is free about this market? But. So I mean, this is something that's been you know the dream of a lot of, of of a lot of big tech guys for a while is is building their own big tech guys. Man, we're talking four hundred, five hundred pounds. Guys these guys are huge. These big but tech guys. Their whole they they've wanted to get away from the riffraff. They've wanted to get away from the riffraff, and also, and I can't blame them for this. They want to get away from the red tape bureaucracy of of the government because part of the thing is to build. In a place like San Francisco, it's a joke. You know about the million-dollar toilet, right? Do you remember that? The million-dollar toilet. It was in San Francisco. Uh, it was $1.7 million in years of design review to build one municipal toilet, one public toilet. And it was this story was like national news because it underscores government overregulation, overspending, just like the unnecessary slog that it is to get anything uh, permitted and all that shit. It costs them $1.7 million to build a single public restroom. And that's just, yeah, it speaks to how impossible it is if you want to get anything done these days. So part of these... uh... Right, but so for a lot of... These have been like dreams of theirs, right? A big one, people might have heard of the... The the Seasteading Institute. This oh, is, uh, well, tell us what is the Seasteading so Institute? So this is look. This is from the New York Times. The practical need for more space has at times morphed into lofty visions of building entire cities from scratch. Several years ago, Y Combinator, the startup incubator, announced an initiative with dreams of turning empty land into a new economy and society. Years before that, Peter Thiel, the PayPal co-founder and billionaire Facebook investor, invested in the Seasteading Institute. An attempt to build a new city on lily pad like structures in the in the law and tax free open ocean. The law and tax free open ocean. I'm looking at uh, their their <clears throat> website right now, seasteading.org, reimagining civilization with floating cum. I got I, <laughs> it's cut off by the it's cut off I know. by the fucking floating house. cum. Floating cum. Communities, I think. But I got kicked out of the Seasteading Institute. I actually I killed a man on the uh, on my lily pad, and uh, I thought, hey, I thought this was a, law, a, a law free. <laughs> thought this was law free, man. I thought this was a law free community. Yeah. Did you know that 
part of the Bitcoin maximalist philosophy is to build their own cities as well, I believe, on the ocean. Oh, remember? They're called uh, citadels. Bitcoin or crypto island or whatever. Yeah, but no, these These are are specifically, they're called citadels where they have imagined... I mean, doesn't that sound so great to live with a bunch of neck? No, it actually dorks? sounds horrible, especially without laws. <laughs> neck beardy guy, I would just move there and rob them. Then wait, just I want to give me all your crypto. So they have a bunch of these islands. They said the following projects are making floating cities a reality. Their founders were inspired by the Sea Setting Institute's messaging and are committed to the great, the eight great moral imperatives. What are the eight great moral imperatives? Enrich the poor. Great. Cure the sick. Awesome. Love it. Feed the hungry. We love that. Clean the atmosphere. Yes. Restore the oceans. Okay. <laughs> Live in balance with nature. This this is becoming like that meme of uh, Vince Dude, McMahon all... in the WWE where I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> they're all like... Power the world and live in peace. The I only mean, thing we're missing is like free french fries. They're all... Just free all the time. They're all these huge lofty... Uh, so it, at first, at first blush, it makes me want to be shit talking this and and making fun of these guys. But this is exactly the kind of thing that we would, I guess, prefer our billionaire class to be doing. Like, hey, do something useful for society. And they're like, okay, we will. Let's try to build. Is if I'm going to channel Jeff Bezos, is, let's build a floating ocean. Is the ocean builders in Cologne? Panama, really what we need them to be doing? Yeah, I don't know. I, are they, I don't know. Are Listen. they enriching the poor? Are they... And also, to the to the avid commenter out there, no, I am not defending them. I am not saying they're... <laughs> don't respond to the commenters. Yeah, just right. be yourself, man. You're right. But I just... I, I don't like being a negative Nancy at Dude, everything. Dude, I'm moving to the fucking Ark House. The Ark House? Cool. I'm glad you're showing me. <laughs> we'll get it up on the yeah. thing. But... So it's definitely nothing new, this idea of billionaires wanting to create their own cities from scratch. There's, right, there's another, another one, one called Tolosa, which is, uh, which is one that's... Dude, the vibes are insane in Tolosa. Tolosa is, uh, it was conceived by Walmart U.S. e-commerce president and billionaire Mark Lore um, in a statement when he announced his resignation from Walmart. He expressed his desire to construct a, quote, city of the future based on a reformed version of capitalism. And he was, he referred to his design philosophy for the city as equitism, described as a new model for society where wealth is created in a fair way. It's not burdening the wealthy. It's not increasing taxes. It is simply giving back to the citizens and the people the wealth that they helped create. Sounds like a noble cause. But it does. He started funny, asking himself, with all the progress we've made in the last hundred years, well, he also spelled it wrong. With all the progress we've made in the last hundred year, mm-hmm. good start, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are so many people still barely getting by? So we started I, asking ourselves, how can we do better? Jesus Christ. What if we did it different? That's the thing. It's all like, what if we did it differently? Do What are you going to do? But also, look at your tenure at Walmart. That's, what, that's where it starts. <laughs> right. My brother, my brother in Christ, the call is coming from within yeah. the house. You know? Jesus Christ, people are so disconnected. Wait, where's the one? Is Telosa the one that's in the desert? No, I believe that that's... Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the one that they wanted to start in the desert. In, in Well, either in, in, the, in Appalachia or the American West Desert, which is Arizona. 
Like, don't do it in the desert. It's too hot there. That's the big problem with the desert is that it's, it tends to be arid and unfriendly. So we thought if we bought, say, 200,000 acres and built a city of 5 million people, then those acres would go from being worth nothing to being worth about a trillion dollars. And if the community sold the land and created an endowment similar, similar to a university or a hospital endowment, they could earn $50 billion a year. $50 billion <laughs> that would go back to the citizens in the form of healthcare, education, jobs, training, affordable housing, and more. It's just that easy. We're calling this new economic model equitism. Yeah. With the mission of creating a more equitable future. Wow, where'd you come up with that one? I was, uh... Okay, so... But so look, these are... A lot of these are... It's like that episode of The Simpsons where Mr. Burns creates... Uh, he, he gets broke and then he creates a recycling company. But it's... It ends up being evil all the same. Because he, like, kills whales or something. I can't remember how. But it's like, yeah, you almost got it, I guess. Like, kudos to you for trying, sir. But My favorite thing is when uh, tech guys, like, accidentally invent taxes. They're like... It's a community and we all pool money and then we use that money to like pay, pay for, for services. And we're yeah. like, taxes? And they're like, no, 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 no. You're being stupid. You're an idiot. <laughs> no. Honey, no. It's an endowment, okay? That the city collects from its citizens. To and then, then we reinvest that yeah, into, into the, the community. community. Okay. And they're not taxes, okay? <laughs> all right. But. So a lot of these are big dreams for these guys, but someone has been... Uh, There's a big one that's been taking making place. Making some real moves here. Yeah. Okay? California so, Forever, they call it. Well, if you've never heard of Flannery Associates... I've never heard of Flannery Associates. A lot of people have not until Sound, recently. It sounds like... Uh, Flannery Associates sounds like a... It sounds uh, horrible. Like, it sounds like a. It sounds like a, an LLC that you would use to start like an Irish pub. Flannery Associates. Yeah. LLC for my Irish pub. Flannery Associates. Come on, dude. I know. Can cheap, you just cheap? Yeah, very cheap. <clears throat> anyway, Flannery uh, Associates, and and now a lot of their dealings have been coming to light, uh, mostly through a lawsuit. But um, the New York Times did a big story on them, and <clears throat> they and so th they have kind of come out and started to be like, "Hey, we're here." But so they were started by. Uh, it's either Jan or Jan Shramek. Did you ever think it might be neither of those and Jan? What did I say? Jan or Jan. <laughs> yeah, it was Jan. I think it might be Jan. Jan, yeah. Yeah. God, I wish I had a time machine. <laughs> I'd do anything to go back. That's okay. 36-year-old uh, <clears throat> former Goldman Sachs trader and um, failed startup founder. I love, so he's he's one of those big brains who, you know, he he blames his um, his failures on... Not on, on not on himself, but the people just weren't ready for it. You know, his, what so was the startup his idea? first company was an education software provider called Better. He moved to the Bay Area where many of its customers were and sold the company in 2015. After that came Memo, social media service for ideas and learning that never caught on. In a blog post, Mr. Shramick and his co-founder Carl Betts blamed the modern world's lowbrow tastes for Memo's failure. <laughs> No, it's the people who yeah. are wrong. Their tastes aren't refined enough. We They're just too were not ready for memo. It turns out most Americans don't even know what a memo is. Can you imagine? Right. <laughs> it was probably just like another fucking note taking. So this or... this this Flannery Associates is the brainchild of this guy, 
and yeah, he they, was he was a European guy, like he really missed the the walkable streets of Zurich, and was like, we which can, we can fully get by. Hey, look, we're in our little European getaway here. We love we love public infrastructure. We love yes. walking around. Yeah, we can we can um, empathize with Mister Schramick. Well, so he got all these investors together, and secretly over the last several years, had been buying up parcels of land in California. But nobody knew right. who was doing the buying. Very secretly. Like, to the Very point secretly. of alarming people. Uh, you Thinking know, it was China. Th- people had no idea what was going on. Yeah. So even, like, the, <clears throat> this is all in Solano County, uh, near the Bay Area. And, like, so Fairfield. Mostly empty, empty farmland. Yeah, but there's, like, there's there's developments there and, and, you know. But for the most part, this land is not zoned for residential right. stuff. But so he, they're buying up so much tens of thousands of acres uh the, one of the biggest cities there fairfield california the mayor there uh said they were seeking property buying so much land so fast that it spooked locals they had no idea who the buyer was or the plans it had in mind the mayor started posting about the project on facebook several years ago and she got a she got a call from a farmer about some mystery buyer making offers throughout the county in an interview, Miss Moy, the, the mayor, said she had gone to the county assessor's office and found that Flannery had purchased tens of thousands of acres. So they're For just as making, little as $5,000 an acre, too, uh, which well, blows my mind. That's what part of the lawsuit is about. Apparently, they're saying that now uh, property owners are banding together and being like, let's drive up the prices of these. Yeah, uh, Flannery yeah. is saying, you can't do that. You're trying yeah. to milk us for, for more money. It's We're, like, bitch, that's your free market at work. Right. You want to come in, your demand... Your demand is so great. Well, guess what? The supply is going down. Ergo, the price is going to go up, bitch. Right. Suck so it. they were se- they were sending these landowners these huge offers and giving them some sweetheart deals. You know, you were you were going to be able to retain some income from their wind turbines when those go up. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and then, yeah. So no one had any idea who was who was behind this. Even apparently, the FBI was looking into it because they were like, "Who the fuck? Yeah. is buying up." Well, we know exactly who now. It's the investors include obviously Mr. Mortz um, himself. Uh, wait, mi- no, 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 Mr. Sh- Mr. Sh- oh God, I can't say his name anymore. Ceramic, Sh- ceramic, yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Mortz, who's a venture capitalist, is one of the investors. Reed Hoffman, the LinkedIn co-founder. Uh, Mark Andreessen. Oh yeah, of course. it's Chris a real Dixon. Um, Patrick and John Collison, the guys who founded Stripe, mm-hmm. the payments company, which is yet to go public. Lorene Powell Jobs, Nat Friedman, and Daniel Gross. Um, yeah, so it, it looks like it's about $800 million that they've invested so far. By the way, I, I Mark Andreessen used to follow me on Twitter. And now you're blocked? And then he unfollowed me because I was high one night and I was tweeting at him. He was like arguing with someone. On Twitter, and I responded, and I said, "Hell yeah, fuck him up, Mark, fuck him up." <laughs> that's that's my boy, Mark. And then I saw that he had unfollowed me, and I was like, "Fuck, blew it. I could have invested in." But so California so, forever. So now uh, they they are ready to. Oh well, and that's we should say. Like part of their problem is that, as Ben was saying, a lot of this is not properly zoned, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, they've interviewed. <clears throat> residents and and um, city officials from Solano County who are kind of like, I don't know why they're spending all this money. Like, none of this is zoned for this. Mm-hmm. So the land that Flannery has been purchasing, purchasing is not zoned for residential use. And even in his, in his 2017 pitch, Mr. Moritz acknowledged that rezoning could clearly be challenging. 
a nod to California's notoriously difficult and litigious development process. To pull off the project, the company will almost certainly have to use the state's initiative system to get Solano County residents to vote on it. The hope is that voters will be enticed by promises of thousands of local jobs, increased tax revenue, and investments in infrastructure like parks, a performing arts center, shopping, dining, and trade, and a trade school. Mm-hmm. And so that's just what they intend to do, right? They're trying to get <clears throat> Solano ra- residents rallied around the new the dream of right so they've they've been texting them and emailing them with polls gauging their opinions um one asked them to rate the favorability of several names including joe biden donald trump and flannery Flannery associates Associates. (laughs) dude you gotta change it well they have so they're rebranding they're now what do you think of these names donald trump joe biden how about Flannery Associates? Like, like, just trying to gauge. Sounds like a LLC formed for a pub. <laughs> for an Irish pub. Is that? Yeah, it would include. I mean, so they have they've rebranded. The, so Flannery uh, Flannery Associates is the is the parent company, but they are now California Forever. California Forever. California baby. Forever. You can go to CaliforniaForever.com, starting a conversation about Eastern Solano County. I have to say, a lot of the. <clears throat> They use a lot of the imagery that uh, reminds me of those guys that piss you off so much about, you, you know, the guys who post like, we used to be a real country. And it's like people eating at a barbecue or whatever. Oh, yeah. And it, it does kind of allude to that. Right. Um, and, the- <laughs> and so they have a picture of, you know, right now, it's just a dusty ass. No one's using yeah, it. Yeah. But we yeah. want to turn it into, there's going to be, I mean, this picture with the with the streets, with the American flags, it's very yeah. much like. It looks gorgeous. It looks like. Listen, this is one of those things. I'll tell you what, I don't. I don't. I don't want to say it. I would live I, there. I don't see any people of color in this picture. Oh yeah, well, there might be one black guy <laughs> in the back there, but that just might be someone in a shadow. I mean, and that's always my that's always my first thing is like, do they? Do are they, you guys gonna have weird uh, restrictive covenants on these houses? <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys really want your own private city for? Yeah, with actually, no laws. <laughs> there really are no black people in these. Oh no, there's a black lady here. There's there's kind of going on there. Um, but <clears throat> excuse me, jeez Louise. There's um, I will say it does look like they have the picture of the guys installing the solar panels. Yeah, they do look like people of color. Which I think that might be how they're imagining there. It does say a lot that instead of changing existing infrastructure and laws, it's more viable to just start from fucking scratch. Oh, it's so funny! Like all these it's guys hilarious. live in a um, live in a right near a walkable city that is probably pretty desperate for. Is San Francisco walkable? It's famously incredibly hilly. It's very walkable. What are people just going to be? Got quads like uh, uh, definitely they rugby love to players bike around. Yeah, don't fuck with anybody in a in a I don't know ball kicking also, challenge. Yeah, <laughs> don't challenge anyone to a ball kicking contest in San Francisco when it becomes walkable. Because brother, their quads are going to be absolutely throbbing like that gentleman we saw. Oh, we both were like, damn, that guy's a horse. We saw oh, this dude was a freaking locomotive. Yeah. He was probably six foot four, probably at least two stone. Two tree trunks. Yeah, how many stone are we talking? Six I don't stone? know, two. You know how much a stone is? <laughs> Nobody knows. Hector, can you hit us? Do you know how much a stone is? 
if you say, <laughs> and I was preparing for you to say about 22 I think kilos. It's like, and then I think I was it's like, like oh, brother, I don't know what that is either. I think it's 14 pounds. Yeah, yeah. 14 pounds? Well, this guy, however many a lot of stones is, this guy, and he was wearing glasses too. Wow, I nailed it. It's 14 pounds. Wow, Jesus Christ. Uh, dork. But anyway, the so California Forever mm-hmm. is much like its um, its its predecessors, its forefathers, and it has some lofty goals. You know what I mean? Uh, so yeah. they have some design principles here. Ultimately, this is about practical ways to improve the day to day lives of the people who already or will one day live in Solano County. We are committed to five principles about what to build. Damn, I love it when they list out principles so I know exactly what they're about. What What are they Can about? Can you give me Can them? you give me your five principles? Yep. <clears throat> I, I'm, wait, here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pretend that I'm one of these Solano, skeptical Solano residents who's yeah, yeah, thinking yeah, yeah. about selling my crappy land. And you're, you're well, one of the Well, just remember, guys. sir, you are going to get some... Uh, you're Windfill gonna get, di- wind, windmill you're, dividends? You're going to get some revenue from our wind turbines. I'm listening. <laughs> so... Tell me about these principles. First principle. Principle uh-huh. number one. You're going to like this. Ready? Create good-paying local jobs and paths to get those jobs for Solano's residents. Okay. Cool. My son is a deadbeat and needs a job. Perfect. And we have some, like, vague shit for you, too. This project can bring new employers to Solano and independently create thousands of permanent, good-paying local jobs in construction, energy, services, and other industries. As long as there's, like, a Starbucks and a Habit Burger. We're going to have... We're going to have careers and services. Awesome. Okay, what's principle number two? Oh, you're going to like this. I know okay. you're going to like this, sir. Mm-hmm. Build walkable neighborhoods and new paths to homeownership. Awesome. We're going to build homes of different sizes and price points integrated in the same walkable neighborhoods with homes, shopping, dining, and schools all within walking distance. I'm listening. We're also interested in exploring new paths to homeownership for Solano residents through down payment assistance programs and other solutions. There's going to be other solutions. As long as there's other solutions, <laughs> I'm on board. What's principle number three? Help solve regional infrastructure needs, including energy, energy transportation, water, and wildfire protection. Yeah. Those, you like that one? All of those things have been plaguing my land for years. This one's big, too. What, four? Is this four? Yeah. Protect and support Travis Air Force Base. There's a huge Air Force Base. Yeah, Travis Air Force Base. We love it here. <laughs> <laughs> I love that thing. So it's critical to both our national security and to Solano County. Yes. We fully support its mission and always will. Of course. Did you not see this bumper sticker on my Prius? I did. It says... I will always support Travis County. Yeah, and I break for Travis AFB. I break for uh, Air Force pilots. (laughs) Go, what's the fifth one? Because I'm pretty much on board at this point. Protect Solano's open space and prime agricultural I was just going to ask if you guys are going to protect the open spaces. That's awesome. Okay, you can buy my parcel. You're in, huh? I feel like I'm in a, a fucking um, Oregon Trail video game where it's like, would you like to barter? Who's in charge of this fucking shit? Oh, wow. There's, there's a frequently asked questions. One of them? Who's in charge of this shit? No. <laughs> what about water? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they, is it Colorado River water? Right? There's no path to building a new town without securing adequate water supplies. Well, we anticipate yeah. that water for an approved project would consist of multiple sources that we have obtained or that will be more fully developed. This whole thing is so fucking Jeez, half-baked. Man. Well, th- I mean, that's their that's the thing with ambitious ideas. You you got to start out uh you got to dream big and then the the reality can be constructed Christ. around it. 
These billionaires can afford to ooh. buy all this land and then ask, answer these questions later. Ooh, what? Why did you operate in stealth mode for so long? Why did you need to buy so much land? Because we had to do it in secret. Otherwise, they would have jacked up the prices. We knew that we to build doing. a complete sustainable community, we would need to assemble a large holding. The only way to avoid creating a rush of reckless short-term land speculation was to not share our specific plans until we finished acquiring the properties. We are now excited to move on to the real work of building a thoughtful and consensus-minded plan Whoa. for Eastern So Solana. they're done. They're yeah, done they, they, the they hit their like 50,000 acres. They're ready to fucking build a town, dude. That's interesting. As long as we can get this fucking zoning done. I, I, okay, so forgive me because I am still an ignorant person and this is obviously such a dense, uh, ambitious project that I can't fully know everything that, uh, all the negative impacts that the, this could possibly have. But this is something where, hey, I hope that they succeed because it would house a lot of people. It would give people... Um, you'd house a lot of people. You'd have uh, work for a lot of people. It could be a blueprint for actual um, municipalities and, and states and, and local governments to to learn from and implement changes to hopefully make this thing catch on over the next uh, fucking hundred years. I, I hope know. they succeed. In, in 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 the coming decades, we are all living in um, we're all living in warring uh, tech city states and Ooh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm about to i'm living in um telosa about to go to fucking war yeah with the with, sea station seastead <laughs> california forever it'll be like a real life <laughs> prisoners of Catan. what's it called settlers of Catan. Settlers <laughs> of Catan. right 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 or Catan, depending on who you ask <clears throat> what, would, what would be your job in the uh what would be my job? In, in the tech community would you be in services <sighs> i'd be a ditch digger for sure ditch i'd digger. just be digging those ditches man Hard. I I would want to do some kind of hard labor or or something. You want a hard labor in Not the hard, in the tech city? Easy to medium labor. I want to get out there and work with my hands. You, you I make. You, you know what I'd do? I'd open a leather apron shop. <laughs> you would. You would be the downfall of the city. They'd be like, "Shit, we have useful stuff. We have useless stuff here. We've become. We've become what we hated. A leather apron. We're shop? We're becoming what we aspired to yeah. defeat. But the rent would be so cheap, probably. I, I do wonder. I don't think so. I think it's, I just can't imagine that it's going to be an affordable. You're telling me. Yeah, who's tech? Gonna... Tech billionaires are trying to attract people Normal looking people. for, not uh, people looking for affordable housing. Yeah, I, that is a good question. I mean, you're telling me they're trying to make this huge investment so they can. Because <laughs> on the one hand, they're saying that they want to solve these problems, which I, I do believe that they're interested in doing, but they're also touting it as this major once-in-a-lifetime investment opportunity because obviously they're not going to go into they're not just uh they're not just inherently what's the word i'm looking for not good um what's the smarter word for good beneficent benevolent benevolent (laughs) what did you say benevolent (laughs) yeah they're not just benevolent you know they're 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 yeah, they're they're trying to, even even Paul Newman's Newman's own salad dressing probably made a bit of a profit because you got to pay people. I don't know where I pulled that one from. Newman's own is a is a salad dressing company started. I think by, they were I think they were like donating a lot of that money. Anyway. No, it was like a hundred percent of the profits. Truly, one of the only like yeah yeah good, it was all going to yeah. What, what was the what was the nonprofit that was or what was the stuff that it was going to? Was it like the Make a Wish Foundation? I don't know what Paul Newman was up to. Damn. If I had one wish, if I was one of those cancer kids making a wish, I know I would fuck it. I would probably have the stupidest wish and then regret it and be like, can I have another shot, please? 
I'd be like, can I just get an ice cream? I don't know. That would be your My wish. wish is for, like, can I have sex with, like, a Playboy model? I think, that? yeah. It's going to be sex stuff. Think- <laughs> um, <clears throat> Should we wrap up the, the this stuff and yeah. do you want to do some earnings stuff real quick? Yeah. There was there were some interesting things coming out of earnings. Dick's Sporting Goods had, like, their worst day ever. You know why? Because they, well, they yeah. blamed it on retail theft. Yeah, but who know, the fuck is going and breaking into Dick's Sporting Goods and running out with, what, baseball bats? You what know are you what, doing? You know what they need to do? What? Move their Dick's Sporting Goods to California forever. Hmm. We, we've got no retail theft in California forever. That's true. There's no retail theft. You know what I, I actually think is going to happen? Uh, I think because of all this retail theft, they're going to move... To a model where it's basically going to be like one of those uh, liquor stores where everything is behind the plexiglass. But not like that. No, no, no. Just retail stores generally are going to move to where you you pick the item that you want and a worker, like, it's basically all behind a wall. All behind and it comes out like on a conveyor belt. Where like, okay, this is your item that you want. You pay for it first and it comes out. And then you get it and you leave so that you can't, it's not just on shelves. As ridiculous as that sounds. It's not ridiculous because it existed before. It's not ridiculous. It's just like, we're never going to do the thing where we're like, okay, let's think about why we have so much theft. Like what the hell's going on? Let's maybe think about some of these root issues and how we can solve that. It's always just like, how can we design these stores so it's more difficult to steal? Yeah. But I mean, which is an easier problem to tackle? Oh, yeah, sure. And it's also, if you're the store, it's like you got to stay in. I mean, it's having an, an actual real effect. Yeah. And it's, um, in on, the face of it, on the face of it, you're going, well, fuck these companies. But then when it starts to amount to, when it's substantial amounts, that affects, and it affects a company's bottom line. Well, what's the first thing that they do when their bottom line starts getting, they lay people off. People lose their jobs. Entire stores shut down. Like the one, the and Nordstrom. Then we start- Stealing more baseball bats. Yeah. Norton baseballs, because you can't just have the bats without the balls. Sure. And then you're talking gloves, batting gloves, the pants. Kitchers, catcher's masks. Kitchers masks. <laughs> kitchers masks. Cleats. I was I was thinking it was a different game. Where we have kitchers. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Target also had earnings, and um, it would appear at first that those boycotts for the uh, gay stuff worked. Do you think that's not what it was? I don't know. I think it's a combination of just people cutting back and, yes, probably a little bit of the the boycotting shit sure worked with Budweiser. Bud Light, yeah. I mean, it really did God, affect did them. you see? Disney is getting affected, too. Did you Disney's see? Disney's at, like, a 10-month a low or 10-year low, I think, on their stock. That fucking worm, uh, Ted Cruz. Oh. Drink the beer. Oh, well, yeah, I've got that pulled up to talk about, um, wait. Did I have that pulled up? Yeah, in the in the bonus. Ted Cruz is oh, okay. uh, well, Ted the, Cruz is cool. We're gonna be covering that in the bonus. Patreon.com slash paypigspod. It's it's unbelievably cringy. Um but yeah, Dix Dix took a big hit. Uh and yeah, did you see that Nordstrom shut down their flagship store in San Francisco? It's like a four story Well, so that's what's fu- the I've been there for decades. <clears throat> Apparently IKEA is they're 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 doing these new stores where they're you, they're not the gigantic IKEA store because going to IKEA is like if you just want one thing it's an absolute disaster you have to like walk through the entire fucking store mm-hmm. 
But so they've made smaller stores and they've started putting them in other cities. They are much scaled back, like most popular items, much easier to just go in and grab something. Mm -hmm. And they're apparently putting one in San Francisco. It's going to open soon in that area where everyone is fleeing, Hmm. Uh, like all retail business. That'll revitalize it. I mean, they seem confident that the store will work. I'd imagine, I don't know. And it's one where you just go in and say, hey, I want the Fjordsnlarm, and it comes out on a conveyor belt? Yeah. Or is it uh, just... Do you guys still have those Bladstroms? No, I said Fjordstrom. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just call it a fucking desk, man. Well, they're all Swedish. Yeah, I know, but know your audience. You're, you're coming... I think they're crushing it with their audience. Probably, yeah. Because yeah. Americans are like, wow, what a kitschy wow, fun cute. name. It's called a Fjordstrom. Wow, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay $300 for a bed made out of balsa wood. I don't, uh, I don't fuck with Ikea. Me neither. Yeah. It's, uh, every time I've ever used one, I'm like, it's dog shit. Although I do wonder how they're more expensive items fare, because maybe the quality significantly goes up with the price. Who, who knows? Who can be sure? I do find them. I, uh, can I say this? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We ran out of time. <laughs> Go I, ahead. What? I, I find IKEA is very comforting for some reason. Uh, sh- what do you mean? Like the smell? No. Just <clears throat> being in them. I go, this feels nice. I like it in here. I haven't been in one in a long, long time. The singer of my old band when you I was. You gotta get. Uh, you don't want big ticket stuff there. Mm-hmm. But the basics. Yeah. Can't beat it. Yeah. My, uh, the band that I was in when I was a teenager, our singer um, worked at an Ikea. And I remember we performed. No. At the Ikea. No. But it was, it was at like midnight. It was a. Why? A big, because it was, um, it was like a big meeting that they, it was like their annual meeting at that particular Ikea. Oh, so that's a good gig. You got the, you got the annual. Ikea gig. It was huge. How many it people? It fucking sucked. I don't know, like a hundred of these Ikea employees. And I remember I was just tired and I was like, man, I'm 16. I don't. I got high school tomorrow. <laughs> and I'm performing at the Ikea in Orange County. Uh, it was just, I can, it was I, fine. I, 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 I can see your negative feelings towards Ikea now. Well, and also just, I'm not about to go walk through a massive big box store just to get a Fjord. You do it once when you move into a new place and you're like, okay, all the dumb shit, mm-hmm. you go get it. Yeah. But also, I just don't trust anything anymore. I don't trust that, like on Wayfair, you go on and you see the, the, yeah, I wouldn't, whatever kind of thing. And then you go on this other website and it looks like the same exact thing, but it's got a different name and it's a slightly different price. I Yo, just, I don't trust fucking anything. I just don't trust anything. Wayfair's a mess, though. Yeah. Wayfair is a mess. Remember when they got accused of um, being a, a shipping shipping children? In, yeah, because there was cabinets? like one cabinet that was like thirty thousand dollars, and the QAnon people were going, "It's because it's code. That means you get a kid. You can buy a kid on Wayfair. That's why it's thirty thousand dollars. There's a kid in there. Is that the going rate? I mean, how much would you pay for a human? How much? I don't want to answer the yeah. question. <laughs> Because I, I don't know. I couldn't afford one. Let me tell you that. Mm. I mean, I know body parts. Like you could probably you could sell a kidney for like five grand or something on the black market. It seems low. Yeah, it seems low. Maybe that's a smoker's kidney, mm. or like the 
if you're in the prime age, you could probably get a lot. Yeah, you know, you can you can get away with one of them. So why did God give us two? Answer that, Christians. I would tell one redundancy. Well, then why not give us two hearts, huh? If it would cover my student loans, Mm -hmm. I would tell one. You would sell a kidney. Why not? Wow. So you heard you heard it here, folks. He wouldn't donate one to someone in need. He would rather. Sell it. I'm the. Per- I'm, I think I'm that's the, a good place to end I'm the, the person, episode. I'm the person in need. No, I think the person without a kidney is the one in need. They're still getting it, mm, but they're buying it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're spending. Mm. Well, that's a shame. <laughs> how much do you want for it? I'll tell you off air how much I need. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, that's been it for us uh, live here in in the Queen's country. God rest your soul. If you want to join us, I guess God didn't save the queen after all. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to join us in the bonus, the bonus, yeah, you can go to paypigs. Nope, you can go to patreon.com slash paypigspod. Yeah, we are working on our own website though. Oh, it's so close. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna chat about some crazy stuff. I'm gonna tell Ben about. uh, I've been doing a little bit of traveling. I'm gonna tell Ben about. Can't wait. Some funny stories. Oh, I ended up emceeing my friend's wedding. I'm Damn, that sounds thrilling. I'm going to make fun of that German water sommelier guy. Because I got some questions. Right? You have questions? Yeah, I have questions. I'm just asking questions. Yeah. Oh, God. Ugh. You anyway. Don't, you don't like that? You know. So, thanks to everybody. Leave us a comment as usual. Hey, also, do us a favor. You're probably not even listening or watching anymore. But if you're on YouTube... Hit that little notification bell. You got to hit that bell so that you know when shit drops. And uh, otherwise, God bless you. Oh, also do the hmm? thing where you leave a five-star review on Oh, yeah, Spotify. leave a five-star review on Yelp. No. <laughs> <laughs> Find us on Yelp. Spotify. Spotify, Spotify, and Yelp. Uh, and Papo Papas. Papo Podcast. Thank you so much for watching. And your page fast. And the end. Very good. Bye.